What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers with thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What's going on, my movie goers? Yes. What movie's on the docket today? The docket, the movie docket for today is a surprising one, actually. I really probably wouldn't have picked it myself. Thank you for the... Thank you for picking it this time. And uh, it's called Jerry and Marge Go Large. Yes. So this is a movie uh, available, I believe, on Amazon. Oh, no, sorry, on, um, sorry, what is that? Paramount. Uh, Paramount, yes. So it's a Paramount movie with um, with uh, Brian Cranston, Annette Bening. Um, My boy, Rain Wilson. Of course, Rain Wilson. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of a lot of more other actors that you can recognize uh, that you haven't probably seen in a minute. But Brian Cranston was the biggest draw in this one. So in just to give you kind of heads up the way the movie is designed, it's about a retire. Uh, uh, Jerry is, uh, is played by Brian Cranston, is a man who's retiring um, and doesn't know what to do because he's somebody who's always been efficient, always tried to do things, always worked. Yes. So he literally doesn't know what to do with himself because... Now that he's, he's retired. He's, exactly. He just doesn't know how to... To relax, that's just his thing. He just likes to work. So while he's retired, he realizes he because I guess in also just FYI in the movie, he is a uh, mathematical. I I don't know if I want to say genius, but he's a he's a, a guy that loves numbers. Yes, he's a very he's a very awkward person who, who understands things on a logical level more than anything else. So numbers are just everything to him. Like he understands it perfectly. So he. While one day he's drinking coffee, he's looking at the rules of a specific game, and he realized a loophole where, in regard, uh, they explain this so many times, but basically he realized that although this statistically it's impossible to win the first prize, which is the main prize, it was not statistically. Like it, he's found a variable where he can win uh, second, third tier different prizes quite often. Without taking luck out of the equation. Exactly. Um so basically, he starts doing it, and the thing is, at first, he just kind of te- he only did it to test it out. He didn't really know whether it would work or not. He just wanted to see if it would work. So he starts doing it, and then the best part was when he got his wife involved in it, and then they decided to go bigger. Yeah. But what I loved it, it they didn't just go big. They realized because um, they live in this town that I guess they lost a lot of factory work, a lot of. Um, Basically, the whole town went bankrupt to a certain degree where everybody yeah. was struggling. So they decided, it's like, you know something? Why don't we do so? If we, you found the loophole in something, you found a way that we can make real money. But it's selfish if we just keep it for ourselves when we could possibly use this, this, uh, this flaw to help this town. Yeah. And so they decided to create, you know, they basically decided to create something where... An artist, a corporation. A, yeah, where everybody gets involved. And everybody puts money. So basically, it, it was just a it was a very wholesome, good good feeling movie where everybody just they basically rebuilt this old this this town um, because of of his logic, of his uh, of his math, and you know a lot more in the movie is more just him because he's yeah. and I and I can I completely completely can relate to him where he feels because of the way he is, the way he thinks, and the way he sees things. It's hard for him to connect to other people, you know, yeah. because, so, you know, obviously certain things that he he likes and he finds like, for example, there's a 
there's a story arc where his son sees him in a certain light, and he's uh, his son re- um, rec- like recalls when they were younger why they used to collect coins instead of just throwing a ball around. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is that when he explains to himself, he explains to him, it's like he thought that he, basically he wasn't really trying to hang out with him. He just did something with him, right? And he explains, no, it, it's something I we did collect coins because it was something <coughs> I understood. Yeah. And that was the problem is that he on, he understands things in a certain way. Like for him, it's like logic and numbers and details. Those things make sense to him. So <coughs> like Sorry. playing football and everything else doesn't. Yeah. And I love that because I've, I've felt that way sometimes too, where I see things a certain way and it's hard for me to feel like because I see things a certain way or maybe the way I am, sometimes it's hard for me to connect to other people. Yeah. So I love this movie in that sense. It's just not, aside from just the money, it's him connecting. I love the fact that this straight buttoned, very logical, very, you know, uh, prudish person in a sense um, is with this woman that's just wild. This like, yeah. you know, just throw caution to the wind. That's, and I love it. It's like that balance. balance. Exactly. Um, we can't get into, we have stuff to get into the, his rival or his arch nemesis. Yes. Um, so he, in the <coughs> movie, you know, obviously there is, there's a protagonist, you know, and like that. So the person. Antagonist. The, antagonist. Yes. Yeah, sorry. The antagonist in this one is, his name is Tyler. Tyler is a college student that uh, also math, understood the math to the point where they've realized how much money they can make. And they start realizing the problem is with the way that the loophole works is the more you buy into it, the more you make from it. So yeah. when he, re- when they, when Tyler realized somebody else was doing the same thing he was, they were absorbing more of the pot than he did, or they were absorbing the pot and then he didn't like it because he wasn't making the full amount that he could. Yes. So, um, he started, he confronted him and told him that he was going to like, like hack him, like hack his life and just make him life miserable because he didn't want to share the pot. Yeah. And I loved how he was able to kind of get around that in a, in a couple of the ways, because every time the kid figured out a way to kind of bypass him, he was able, he just confronted the, the, the situation or went up to the main lottery winners and everything to, to figure out a way to, it but the thing was he's always just trying to keep it fair yeah but even though he finally figured out this loophole he's still playing fair he's still playing by the rules so whenever the kid tried to do something to kind of bypass it or not play by the rules or or you know shut everybody else out he just he wasn't trying to just do it himself like well we're gonna do this over him because he didn't think it was fair he wanted to keep it he wanted to keep it fair for everybody who ever plays yeah because so, even his wife says like oh why don't, why don't we try to get the yeah because basically if you uh they and the way it worked is that they would create a pot. They would create a. Uh, they would wait till the the mark hit like two million or something like that. I forgot what it was two hundred million. Once they hit the two hundred million jackpot, was when they can the fall off. They can go in and collect the windfall. Yeah, the windfall. Um. So they were like, well, what about if they generated the windfall? Was the the loophole? If they push it before. exactly. If they just buy enough of the the if they buy enough tickets to make the windfall, so they can own the windfall once it goes down. But they were like, no, we don't want to do that because then it would shut everybody else out from playing or. Yeah. It would it would basically eliminate the it, no it would eliminate the person that bet and would have won that could have won the the pot yeah the main pot yeah so he didn't want to do that and and he just didn't want to, he just wanted to be fair yeah no I I enjoyed this movie way beyond more than I thought I thought Me it was too. A, I really I li- did. literally I was 
and I think I don't know if I told you this, mm. was I saw there was like a I was on my fire stick looking for something and the trailer just popped up and all I see it wasn't even audio, so I didn't even know what the fuck the movie was about. So I'm like, when I saw Jerry and Marge go large, I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, oh, Brian Cranston. And then it goes like, Rain Wilson. I'm like, well, we're, we're watching this movie. <laughs> That's it. Fucking, I don't care what it was. If it was, the, they were reselling Hot Wheel toys. I don't give a fuck what it was. I was going to watch it. <laughs> so, But this, then this mm-hmm. movie touched, like how you said, it touches on a lot of uh, community, family, city support, and just an overall good person. Mm. And then I'm like, when I was watching this and, and Nick, I don't know. I know you can't refer, you can't reference it because you haven't watched it. Asshole was breaking bad. <laughs> so, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is uh, the super opposite. Nice guy of Walter White and, and everything. But in, and, and, and overall the movie was good. I, I, I enjoy and I think you t- kind of stole my would have what would have been my quote was when he told when he was talking to his son, he goes, math is all I know. So that's the only way I'm best to communicate. So counting no- coins with you is me spending time with you in a way that I could understand at your level. Yeah. And that was my quote for the f- for the movie. So, yeah. Fuck well, you. one one thing about that, though, I wanted to mention was because, OK, so I did like the movie. I enjoyed it a lot, but I did have like weird uh, notate notes in on it. Where because of Brian Cranston, you know he he played the character well, but he did these scenes where it seemed like he was trying to portray, and this is the weird part, where he was trying to portray himself to be older, older than he was. But the thing yes. is, he wasn't really trying to. Like, he's probably the age of the character, but it seemed like he was trying to be like because I seen Brian Cranston walking around. So like, and I'm sure Brian Cranston his specific age is the same age as this guy this guy in the movie. But I felt like he was trying to play it older than that. Which is funny because apparently it was a true story. No, and that's okay. That's the part that just blew my mind because I'm watching this movie and I'm enjoying it and all this stuff. And then at the end, when they start showing these weird photos, of, I'm like, wait a minute, this is real? Like, I was like, these are real people? Yeah. Like, it, it was inspired by true events. It just blew my mind. It blew my mind that that was actually that what that's what happened. Yeah. Um, or at least even even in retrospect, that's something that of of what could have ha- what happened. Um, but the thing is, the one person I would like to call out as far as I really, every time he did the scene, because everybody else did great, but the acting was okay. It was, it was, for the most part, nobody really did anything big. But the one person, for some reason, who always drew me in, even though he had very short scenes, was uh, Jake McDormand. And he, uh, he played in, um, in the TV show version of uh, Limitless. Yeah. So I really wish that show continued because I enjoyed it. But he, he played a very quick role in this, but he did a, like, I don't know, every time he played or every time he talked, I felt it like I was like, man, he he did a really good job. So uh, I want to I want to stand. No, it was really good. Yeah, I I, I I know why you enjoyed. Mine was Rain Wilson. Of course, it was Rain Wilson because Rain Wilson is like going crazy and like and I enjoyed it too. I think he was playing an interesting character. Um, yeah. but I do have a quote for you. So my quote was, "Oh, we're doing quotes already. Let's get into this." Oh, I thought you said I stole your quote. I, I always have a backup quote just in case because you always do this shit. <laughs> okay, so let me call my my quote. Um, just in case you steal mine. Um, <laughs> so there's a part where um, they, there was a, a comment earlier in the movie um, where they referenced by not by by was it I don't want to say mispronounce it binomial uh, distribution. Yeah. 
in regards binomial distribution. Yeah, he he mentioned it early in the movie as a way because the kid, the college kid, came up to him and told him that he would make more money if he filled out um, the little papers, yeah, the the lottery papers, versus just doing it automatically, like with electronically. Um, and he go and basically he used that reference binomial distribution. Because they said because by no more distribution doesn't consider the third factor, and I loved it because he he that's the part where you saw his the 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 college guy's partner just turn on him like what, because he goes yeah you make more money, but it's like thirty two dollars to every hundred thousand that you make yeah so basically it's nothing as far as com- compared to the labor that you have to put in. So because the the college kid didn't want to put the effort in and actually fill out the papers, and he had all the other college guys do it, including his friend that was with him, yeah, the look that he got from his friend is like, are you serious? <laughs> like, we did that for, like, days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was funny because, like, it was unnecessary. It was so little money to, to earn. Unnecessary. Anyways, that was just a reference to it. But the actual quote that I'm referencing was when – um, he got the threat from the the college from Tyler, yeah, and he was about to just quit and, and tell everybody that they're they're done, they're not gonna do it anymore. And his wife tells him this part: "Well, you've calculated Tyler's threat and the value of the game, but the binomial doesn't consider the third factor that as long as you and I have each other, we are not afraid to do to be stupid." Uh. which is something I. I need to be more like, and I know it sounds weird to say that, but I honestly would like to be more stupid in my life. The reason I say that is because I always try to calculate everything I do. And sometimes it's just more fun to just do something. Yeah. So it's, and what you would consider just doing something is sometimes what you consider being stupid. Yeah. So yeah, in my life, I really do. Wish I can. I've had more occasions where I can say I did something stupid and had fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, but that that was my quote. Okay. Um, mine's. I have two. I have two. I add add my second and third quote. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this one was for Marge. Mm-hmm. I, if yes, this was for Marge, and I think she's telling this to Jerry. And she goes, just because things didn't work out the way you wanted to doesn't mean they won't. Good luck happens, same as bad. That's where, yeah, that's where he changed his, uh, his whole thinking, though. But it was yeah. cool. I like that part. And the other one was from Jerry when he was talking to the Tyler. Okay. And he goes, your brain tells you you see others. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That was my fourth one. Let me go back to it. I have my list right here. Go for it. All right. All right. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. That's what it was. I, I was reading it right because I, I was reading another one. It goes, your brain tells you that you see what others don't, but in the end, you're just seeing less. Hmm. I was like, because so he was so focused. So because, so because, um, Tyler's vision, seeing that nobody else saw what he saw, that it put this a tunnel vision on him just to get to the end, while Jerry still had that same vision, but looked through eyes of community. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, your brain tells you that you see what everybody else doesn't. You're just seeing less than everybody else. So you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not seeing. And and, and I think he said that uh, when he went to go see to talk to Tyler at the college where all the other kids 
Yeah, but I like the story that he kind of referenced a little bit about it. Because if I'm not mistaken, that was when he said the story about um, he was talking about his son and how he went fishing with his son and how his son is here telling him something important in his life. And I think it was something about a girl. Oh, yeah. He was so he was he but, was he was so. Yes. Yes. He so was he, so focused on, on the ripples of the water because how buoyant and to see when he would be able to catch a fish yeah. that he was so consumed. So when his son goes. What do you think? He was soon realized he was talking about a girl he knew. So he took this whole moment that his his son wanted with him, took it away from him. Yes. So he saw. That's what he said. He saw something that somebody else saw. That nobody else can see. Nobody else can see. But the problem is, in doing that, he's missing something bigger. Yes. And I'm afraid of the same thing. I see. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not like Jerry. I know I'm not like Jerry. But I sometimes I see things and sometimes. I share that with people and sometimes they don't see the same thing. And as much as I enjoy having sometimes a unique, sometimes I, I feel like I have a unique vision with it. I feel like it also kind of blinds me to things that are right in front of me, you know, like yeah, things I, that are happening. No, I got you. So it, it, I get Jerry's, Jerry's perspective in, in some case, cause I know his is way more, obviously his, his mathematical brain is way more intense <laughs> than, than, you know, whatever I see. So but, let's let's get into some ratings. Um, let's go. Let's get into this. Three and a half is out. Just let you know. I know. Just a reminder. And I did enjoy it. And this, I would say, as it would have to be four. Yep. I'm a solid four with that too. Yeah, because I'm like, it doesn't deserve a three, just because it. Honestly, if it was just okay, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's cool. I liked it. I think, but you I, know think I, liked it a lot I think I think it has a sixty on Rotten Tomato. Sixty nine. 69? 69? Yeah. Yeah, I think it hasn't broken. It, it went down yet to 69. I thought it was 60. Which, honestly, in Rotten Tomatoes, that's pretty big. Well, that's a good number, a solid number. But yeah, because 80, 80 is like the, like, obviously, it's rare you see, like, the 90s. Like, those are big, huge, you know, everybody loves movies. Oh. 80 is like, man, that's a solid good movie. But 60, 69 is like, so like when you're in that 70 to 80, 80 yeah, you're, it's a, it's a you're a well-liked solid. movie. Yes, and this one falls in it. I thought it was going to fall higher. I thought it was going to be like Trust me, there's movies that people like that that go that have 13 on it, you know? Like, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's movies that like they have like two. So, <laughs> Velocipaster so, oh, has like a three. So, yeah, there you go. But it was, a, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yes, so Jerry and Marge go large on Paramount+. Plus. We give it a four Nickies. Go check it out. Let us know what you think, as always. But thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at From My Mom's Garage or email us at fmmgpodcast.com. Sorry, fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts, concerns, or a movie you want us to review. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Good night.